3: sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is betting across America on b the sports betting network.
4: We begin hour number three betting across America presented by Ben MGM. Dave Ross alongside James Salinas. Great to have James in studio today at Circus Sportsbook. And I know everybody's been coming up to you because uh, it's good to have you here, man. And obviously we love having you on from Colorado, but in the house here. And your son just got the game winning hit. It's all coming together. It is. So far, so good. Now, no bet.
5: Did not bet, put any plays. We don't have any. We don't have a line. Couldn't do that on the, on the eleven and under no. tournament today. Uh, but, but but there's a movie that would have had that. There is all square. You got to see it again. It's not a family movie, uh, but it, this is a family betting show. I understand. There that. you go. So, but it, it it's a it's a great movie.
4: Uh, very quickly updating the United States Open, Scotty Scheffler still your odds-on favorite, plus a dollar sixty right now. As Morikawa's has just made another bogey, He went bogey, birdie, bogey, so he's now two back off the lead. Scotty Scheffler two shots clear of the field, so Morikawa's is over a five-dollar price tag right now, seen about plus, plus five fifty. John Rahm six to one, Willie Z Zalator seven fifty, Rory's double digits twelve to one. So again, and this is what we're trying to advise you on. but well, you could have had Scheffler what about seven to one an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And now he's plus a dollar 65. Keep an eye on those those numbers and those markets. Know the weather that's coming in tomorrow. Aaron Wise by the way is 22 to 1 as he's two off the lead and I don't think he's going to blink too much in these weather conditions that we might get tomorrow. Again, the high of 60. That is significant in June in Boston. So, keep an eye that they're going to get some worse weather. Uh, Joel Damon by the way, who started off the day uh, tied for the lead, he's now 50 to 1 blink of an eye that's yes. how quickly it changes. Right. Uh let's get to some NFL news and notes because James when I think of you and before I ever came here and started working for this company like you are you got a, a stature about you as you're going to go in there and when you're entering those contests you know exactly what you're doing. You're a sharp man when it comes to these contests out here at Circa in Las Vegas. So before you actually make some of these uh kind of the way you deduct how you want to move through a season. Let's start off with a team like the Cleveland Browns because we're hearing out of the Washington Post today that there might be a quote-unquote unprecedented uh, suspension coming for one Deshaun Watson. Now, I don't know if you've invested. I've laid off any potential futures bet for Cleveland because you knew something was going to happen. I think Cleveland said, let's roll them out there, do the press conference. We're good. Play football, boys. Not so fast. Now we know the NFLPA is going to challenge whatever ruling it is. Would you get involved with Cleveland at this stage, or, or just stay clear?
5: I don't want anything to do with Cleveland. I think this—I I thought this was going to implode in their face to begin with, mm-hmm. and it, it's only going to get worse. This is only going to get worse for me. I know for for Watson hasn't been convicted in the court of law. Right? Doesn't mean things didn't happen. Doesn't mean civil suits won't won't be have to. Push forward, and that's a whole different scenario there. But the fact that you talked about potentially an unprecedented suspension, I think we already saw one of those. And this is for Calvin
4: Ridley. Oh, yeah. Who just bet, what, a couple nickels on. Whole year, kids. <laughs> yes. He's gone. He yes. cannot play in the NFL. Yep. But that's a great point that that was a full year. And by the way, it feels like NFL PA, Calvin Ridley, they're like, okay, we'll accept it, but that which is odd. So if it. Do you think it actually could be more than that?
5: I don't know if it would be more, um, but I can't see it being less. Honestly, I mean, I ha- if you're if you're gonna suspend somebody for an in- for the entirety of a year for and I and I understand for the NFL saying we this was expli- we were explicit about this you do not bet. On National Football League right. games,
4: but now the NFL's involved with gambling. I know it, yeah. right? So it's really well, it's a weird a, thing there. It is. It kinda... is.
5: And I, I understand for the integrity of the game, yeah. you don't want guys betting because now that could question. All right, well, or what? What? How deep does that run? It's one thing. Uh, was he doing? He was doing some silly parlays. What? Probably mm-hmm. in-game parlays. Whatever those things right. are. I don't know what the hell he's betting on. I don't think he bet against his. Atlanta like, it's like a
4: Pete Falcons Rose situation right from back in the day did he bet on the reds did he Reds? well but the reds?
5: rose was actually on the in the dugout right, right?
4: so he was having
5: influence there of I, I, you yes. know he could oh maybe i don't i don't think he he was definitely sure. claimed he wasn't betting against his reds he but was still, betting it's on f- them right. yeah but but i think for Ridley, the fact that he was already on injured reserve he was in florida at the time yeah, it was not the, a the part couple of, the team. of days kind of oh, the, the the handful of days that it was actually legal to bet in florida he was there and did that but hmm. You're just going to set that precedence for something where he's not betting a lot of money. It didn't have any influence or impact on the Atlanta Falcons and, and or no, the NFL
4: And, and no, we, we go uh, jurisprudence right, either, right? This right. is just an NFL. Other than we said, you, you cannot can't do, do
5: this, and we're going to have to make an example out of you so that everybody is real clear going forward. Wow. If you bet on the NFL and you're a current player, this is what the suspension
4: is going to be handed out. Pretty hefty fine, or pretty
5: hefty because you're not going to
4: get paid. And, and, and I'm with you. That's why, you, you know, you, I, I can't get involved with Cleveland, whether to win the division, no. uh, win totals, those sort of things. And I know some people might think, well, they got Baker Mayfield. And they also, yeah. right, and, and, and don't turn your back on the Wolfpack, they've got Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> right, in the fold there too. Baker Mayfield's not going to play for them. And right now we're hearing reports that the Panthers are really hot on hot to trot for Baker Mayfield to get him there. I don't know what that says about Sutton Sam, Sam Darnold and company there. Who, by the way, I believe they just picked up his fifth year option. That's it. So they're only tied to him yeah. for one more year. Would you be more, I guess, the, the proclivity to wager on the Panthers if they get Baker Mayfield? Would you rather go with Sam Darnold?
5: No, I don't, the latter. <laughs> no, I don't want to go with Sam Darnold. We saw it. I we saw yeah. it, and I, in particular, I remember that game in New Orleans, and he just he got his he got yep. beat down, and you decide not only the physical beating he took but the the impact that it had on him psychologically i mean he just started to get smaller and seeing smaller seeing those ghosts yeah, yeah right and so there's no confidence there you need a leader at quarterback position it is not Sam Darnold going forward even though what else do you have to choose from even now you have Mayfield and Mayfield needs to have you know maybe he's been humbled through all of this yeah. and even for the first the last couple of years kind of being humbled and we saw the switch in Cleveland as far as the identity of that football team goes terrific offensive line very physical up front Great two-headed monster back there to pound the rock, and they changed their offensive identity when Stefanski took over two years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm even thinking back now to, well, how does Deshaun Watson, if and when he does play, this is somebody who's used to being an in shotgun. you got to get under center there. Yeah, how does that utilize gonna, I don't even know how that... And yeah. he's talented enough to make that work, but... Now, can you go back if you're Cleveland to Baker Mayfield? And well, you know, I, I uh, sorry, we, we were that. taking, we were taking this, uh, somebody else, we were taking Watson to the prom, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's not available to go to the prom. Uh, can we? Baker, would you Who like would to you go out to this dance no, more I think time that, with us? well? I mean, it, it's it's over there. You don't want to go back and well, I, I won't say it, but you uh, don't yes. want to go back no, for, you don't. To, you, right? You know where yeah. I'm going. You I know don't exactly want to go back there, but it's not going to go back there. There's no way that that I think that you can't, that, it, you can't mend that fence. No, no now,
4: when you say and you bring in Deshaun Watson at the introductory press conference. You say it's great to have an adult in the quarterback room, and you're mm. talking about in reference to Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's a slap in the face of your Baker. If you've got any professional pride, personal pride, right? I don't know how you could go back there, so. If he goes to Carolina, they're an interesting team. Look, I bet them last year uh, over eight and the adjusted total over nine. And at 3-0, I felt like a genius. And then it just all caved in. And I do think it's a a make-or-break year for Matt Rule, so that he's got to figure out what he's doing uh, with the quarterback position. Because I don't care how good your defense is, how good your drafts have been. If you don't have somebody leading that position, you're not going to go very far in that division and or in the conference. If we could talk about my Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I'm perplexed by what might happen with Jarrah and the, and the boys this year. Because I look at the win totals and I see 10, 10, 10 and a halfs out there. And last year, easily they get there, right? But it feels like regression is coming. Mm-hmm. No team has won the NFC East back to back since 2003 when the Eagles did it back with Donovan McNabb. That's how, we got to go back almost two decades yeah. before a team is repeated in the East. I don't know why that is, but that is a fact. Would you buy on the Eagles now after getting A.J. Brown and their win total is sitting around eight and a half, nine, which feels much more doable than ten and a half for the Cowboys? Well, I already bet on the Eagles. Nah, I uh, so like I
5: buy it, but I, it wasn't the season win total. I did it at plus three to one. To win the division. Three dollars to win the division. And and partially because a couple things. Thinking about the Eagles, we'll talk to the Eagles first before I get to the America's team, <laughs> the star, or what I think is the target on the helmet, because <laughs> they get everybody's best shot. They do. But we'll get to them in a minute. Yep. Thinking about the Eagles. We saw mid-season a transition of identity offensively for that team. It was after that game here in Las Vegas against the Raiders where the money moved on them big time. I didn't understand that money move. Uh, They ended up closing as a small favorite, I believe, and they they got handled. They got handled, and I think they realized, Sirianni realized, look, we cannot have Hurts back here, slinging the ball 30, 40, 45 times a not game. I know work. he's a terrific athlete, and he can extend plays with his feet and make plays outside the pocket, but we can't have him dropping back each and every time. We've got we've got a terrific physical offensive line. We've got an incredibly deep backfield that we can just line up and say, all right, for the four-quarters opponent, we're going to bang it. Yep. We're going to bang it, bang it. You are not prepared to come with the physicality that we're capable of. And I, so credit to Philly to be able to make that change and they changed play caller. So it was no, Sirianni was no longer going to be the play caller. Mm. And so we saw the difference in identity when it came to the actual offensive coordinator calling the plays, going to run, run heavy. And I'm yeah, obviously they they talked about that. No but doubt. I love teams that do that. And not only that run the football, I'm an old school guy. I like too. Too. teams that can line up and just hammer you and, and wear you down and take your heart. But I think the other piece too is the fact that uh, Sirianni had the, didn't let his ego get in the way. And coaches that are well, this is just how we do things and we're just gonna make it work and I'm just gonna force Especially the, for a rookie head coach. Exactly right. And to have the in a sense, humility to be able to do that in midseason mm. and not that it saved their season, right? But it changed it did. the it totally changed the identity of their team. That that's in my mind pretty selfless to have to do that. Cause not only for the coaches, but it sends the message to the team as well saying, look, we're in this together and we will if things aren't working, I'm willing to make changes here. From my, from my ego, put my ego aside, that I'm willing to make changes of what I thought we were going to be to what we're going to be now going forward, we can do the same thing as players do.
4: I tell you what, you getting 3-1 to one on the Eagles to win that division. That number is yeah, no longer gone. there. No, that, that's a great number yeah. that you got there. And, and I, I've said this on other shows. I'll have it stricken for the record officially, but that was the only way that I could play this right now would be Philadelphia at uh, good solid plus money. Still close to $2 out there in the betting market for the Eagles to win the NFC East. We'll talk a little bit more NFL uh, later on the program, but when we come back Andrew McGuinness is going to join the the show one again, once again to talk NHL game two between Tampa and Colorado tonight. Come on back, it's Beeson. These sports betting numbers. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip The your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside James Salinas in the house here at Circus Sportsbooks, I am Dave Ross, and we are really looking forward to game two tonight between the Avs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Great to have Andrew McGinnis back on the show here. And, uh, of course, Andrew is the host of Puck Time Podcast and does a great job as an NHL handicapper. Andrew, great to have you back on. James and I have been talking about this one a lot. If you go back, to obviously, to Game 1, I think most people thought conventional wisdom was Tampa would be the team to come out first. Colorado with the layoff might be sluggish. It was the direct opposite. Did Tampa Bay get their sea legs back enough for you? that you think this might be a long series, or even though they came all the way back, losing in overtime, is that a good or a bad thing going forward for the Tampa Bay Lightning?
6: Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on again. It's always great to be with you, and I just take a look at this series, and I think that people thought that the travel and the path that Colorado took to get here, I was seeing all this buzz about them kind of having a lighter schedule and teams to beat, and I, I, to me, I was kind of confused by that because they still only lost two games. And you look at that game one, they were so fast, so dominant, even despite that layoff they had. But to, be, to your point, Tampa Bay, after they withstood that, after they kind of got a chance to go to the locker room twice and talk things over, they were able to kind of uh, rebound and bring themselves back into the game and go into overtime game one. It just tells us how great this series is going to be. You know, I think that Tampa Bay proved themselves that uh, they can skate with them. But a lot of the quotes that I saw of these Tampa Bay players saying, hey, you know, we kind of have to make sure that we're not trying to get sucked into their style of hockey. Because if they do, it's going to hurt them big time. I'm just not so sure that they can avoid that. You know, all these trends and angles. I'm not I'm not a huge trends guy. I watch the games. I think I know hockey very well. I don't always go into stats, but a lot of things point towards the under in this game. I just don't know if I can see it happening when these two teams go head to head especially early in this series.
5: Andrew, I'm definitely not a trends guy either. I'm about matchups and we're looking at this matchup and that game 1, obviously for the Avalanche feeding off the adrenaline of the crowd is a great crowd in Denver for that game 1 of the Stanley Cup final, but but it was real clear the speed of the Avalanche, that's not something that Tampa could simulate in practice and you see that and they saw it for the first 20 minutes. What are we going to see for the next 60 minutes here for Game 2 for Tampa to try to contend, not to try to outrace them and outskate them? That's not going to happen. But what are some of the adjustments you foresee for Tampa defensively to try to negate some of the speed of the Colorado Avalanche?
6: I think they have to simplify their zone exits. I think that they can't hold onto the puck for as long. They can't make as many errors. They can't get caught behind their own net as much as they did, you know it sounds really cliche and it sounds really basic, but getting the puck out, whether it's just flipping the puck out of your own end, whether it's icing the puck, if you have to um, icing the puck is always better than a turnover in my book. And I think that they were a little bit too cute, a little bit too fancy with the puck in their own end. And as you saw a lot of the goals that Colorado scored and the chances they created, they weren't actually from them creating them. It was more so capitalizing on Tampa Bay getting stuck in their own end. So I feel like that's a huge key for Tampa. And looking at this matchup, I think Colorado is a team to carry the puck in to the offensive zone. Tampa Bay is a team that has to get the puck in the corners, you know, bang around there, be aggressive and work from behind the net. Because Darcy Kemper, as much as I've said that, hey, look, his numbers aren't great, but he's still been pretty good for them. He's no Vasilevsky. Make him work, make him go lateral and hopefully they can score on them. I think that's the game plan for Tampa Bay heading into this game.
4: Follow Andrew at McKinnis Picks on Twitter. Andrew, let's get right to Andre Vasilevsky because I don't think I think people might have been stunned by what happened in that first period. But then he really slows things down in the second period and certainly a scoreless third before giving up that one quickly in overtime. What did you make of what happened in the first? Was that just shell shock? And what do you expect to see from Vasilevsky going forward in Game Two and beyond? Well,
6: I think that this is, you know, the best team that each team has faced so far. No doubt about it. It's an under. It's a, just a great matchup here. I think what's so great about Colorado and what they do a good job of is is moving the puck back and forth from each side of the ice. You know, they, they, they have you know great shooters, but they're going to score goals that aren't going to be the fanciest. Just a great team chemistry type goal. I think Colorado might not get enough credit for that. You know, just the chemistry all their lines have. So. I feel like that's kind of what Vasilevsky saw and he realizes he has to do a good job of moving laterally in in that sense. But when I look at things in this game, I I, I think one of the better plays is, is Vasilevsky's save prop. I mean, we all know what he's capable of off a loss in the playoffs. And despite losing that one and kind of taking away the record, who cares? I think going right back to it is the way to look. Colorado fires lots of shots on net. If they get some power play opportunities, they're going to get some saves there from Vasilevsky. I think it's a great angle looking at Vasilevsky's save prop tonight.
5: So, Andrew, thinking about the shots on goal and as, as all the pressure that Colorado was putting on Vasilevsky in that game one, Let's flip to the other side here for Tampa because they only had 23 shots on goal in that game one. That was the lowest shot. That, that's the least amount of shots they had throughout the duration of the playoffs so far for Tampa. And thinking now that Braden Point is back into the mix for the, the Lightning, and yeah, he was going to be rusty. He had a couple of takeaways from him in that game one, but he also had an assist as well. What do you feel like for, we're going to see from Braden Point now Getting kind of getting his competitive skates underneath him here, ready for game two. What kind of impact might point have in this game on the offensive side for the Lightning?
6: Well, I think what point brings to the team, it, not just in the scoring aspect, but the way he controls the puck. It sometimes looks like that puck is just glued to his the blade <laughs> of his stick. He's really good at keeping possession and possession brings confidence and possession helps you, you know, maintain uh, you know, offensive play. In that zone. So I think that's what he brings. But when I look at this team, I think that when they're coming off a series against a team like the New York Rangers, they realize that shot quantity wasn't really as important as shot quality when you're playing a goaltender like Shusterkin and a team the way the Rangers play. So Tampa Bay had one game against New York where they had 52 shots. The next game after that, they had like less than 30, but they won the game. So it went to show, it goes to show that it was more so about quality shots, not the quantity. But in this series, I think they should get as many as they possibly can on Kemper as well. You know, I I think that the under correlates with Tampa Bay winning and over with Colorado. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think that Tampa Bay can contain Colorado. I think the best bet in this game is taking Tampa Bay's team total over two and a half goals, because that way, if they score three, there's still a decent chance they lose the game, but yet you cash your team total.
4: And to that end, uh, Andrew, again, I think the over-under right now is sitting at six, about minus $1. ten each way. Do you get the sense then that this might be another overplay? Look, the over-cashed uh, early in that second period in game one, once the once Tampa Bay came back and tied it up at three, would you expect a similar type game tonight?
6: I do. I think that I expect uh, to be a little different, though, not uh, to see the scoring as much early in the game. I think both teams try to execute their defensive game plans in the first period, first ten or fifteen, but they're going to realize it's not going to work. <laughs> There's too much talent on the ice there, and it's going to be first to four wins the game, first to five wins. And I don't think that strategy works well for Tampa Bay. But you know, I like a better effort from them. I like the stuff I saw from their coach and the adjustments they. I think they'll make, which is why, as far as Tampa Bay goes, I think the plays on that team total because. I believe they get to three goals, but I don't know if that still makes them win the game.
5: So I'm looking at that number right now. It's juice juice to the over right around 135, 140, over two and a half for the Lightning winning this series. Now I have them at plus 155 to win this series. Right now we're sitting here, Dave and I, at Circa. Behind us it's plus 250 for the Lightning to come back and win this series. Is that price tempting enough for you or to recommend renting to get in? Cause I feel like I want to add on some more with the two time defending Stanley cup champions <laughs> plus two hundred and fifty to make it three P.
6: It's an unbelievable number. Uh, I- I'll tell you what, I, I like Colorado. So I-, I-, I will say that I think that's a really good price there on Tampa Bay. And I think that um, if anybody is interested in grabbing that and they like Tampa Bay to win tonight, I think it's definitely worth grabbing that. Or even if you want to play it even more safe you can get a really good number on that plus one and a half you know the plus one and a half series games was a minus price prior to the start of the series now you can get a plus price on that just for them to keep the series tight and not even have to win it so i like that quite a bit i think this series goes six games and if you take a look at you know tampa bay's game one against uh, toronto we all know what happened it was all toronto you know they got dominated and then game one against New York, they lose that. I feel like it's a good bet, but uh, I think my best bet in this series still is uh, Colorado to win uh, Nathan McKinnon to win Conn Smythe.
4: Ooh, like that as well. Andrew, always appreciate your time and information, my friend. Enjoy game two of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight, and hopefully we get a long series. When we come back, more NFL talk and more carnage at the U.S. Open. We'll discuss when you come back with us right here in Visa the Sports Betting Now.
3: This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Continuing the conversation with James Salinas. I'm Dave Ross, this is Betting Across America here at VSIN. I mentioned Carnage as we were going to break, as you and I look up, and we just had a great conversation with Andrew McGinnis about everything in the NHL. And we, we saw John Rahm was behind a tree and he's hitting the club with his left hand. <laughs> I mean, these guys are grinding Scotty Sheffield is finally going to make a number out there. What I mean by that is a big number. looks like he's going to be potentially making a double bogey wow. here in 11. If he does not make this putt here, he will be tied for the outright lead with Will Zalatoris. And we had Rex Hoggard on earlier in the program. And he did like out of the quote guys that have won before at this stage at like the Aaron Wises and the Willie Z's. He likes Zalatoros' mm. chances, and he's now in a dead tie nope. with Scotty Sheffer, who w- double bogeys. Scotty Sheffler now about plus 260, Willie Z about plus $3 to win this thing. John Rahm is only one back, despite all that tree trouble. He's only one back. We are getting a very congested nope. leaderboard. So it feels like even for Rory McIlroy, who's having a terrible day right now, and Colin Morikawa is having a terrible day, those guys are still their numbers, about 12 to 1 for Colin. You could be two or three within the lead as we try to get into the house on a really bad Saturday. It's not going to be a much better Sunday. James, this is going to be some interesting names at interesting price points when this day is done.
5: Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers here on BetMGM. Scheffler is now plus 260. Willie Z is at $3. Rahm is at $5.
4: See, for... that's, and that was Rex's pick, right? Yeah. Like, Rahm at 5-1. to one. Although,
5: do, do you like the fact that we, we talked about the weather? We've talked about it plenty, but you see Rahm out there. He looks like it. He, he runs hot. It, it looks like football weather for him out there. He, he looks is, so cold. Right? So <laughs> how does that impact him tomorrow when it is going to rain prior Prior to the prior to day four, as well as be very windy and and temperatures in the the low 50s, we'll have to start getting wind chills. Uh, what is the wind chill factor oh with the with with this uh, course for tomorrow? But looking at Rory, Rory's dropped all the way down to twelve dollars.
4: He's See, plus twelve hundred, and now you're getting into pre-tournament numbers yeah. for a guy like Rory. Now again, he's only uh, what about four off the lead right now. So you look at a guy like Rory McIlroy, like that would be enticing to me because. He does have the proclivity on Sundays to go low. Maybe it's a pressure thing. He's not playing from the lead, but he normally has really good Sundays. If you give me double digits on Rory McElroy and he's within at least three of the lead on Sunday, okay. James, I'm going to have to bite. Well, because the leads, the leaders are coming back They're to him. Coming back. He's not
5: going to them. That's they it. are coming, dropping back here with the with that double, with that double from Scheffler <clears> <throat> here. What about? We've talked a lot about Wise, and Wise is he's plus one through
4: nine. He's thus hanging far, in,
5: but he's hanging around. 14 right. to 1?
4: I mean, yeah. you're getting you're getting a guy who is right now, right there, at the top of the leaderboard, but because he doesn't have pedigree, that's why you're seeing even Willie Z. Zalatoris has never won on tour. Forget about a major. But yet the betting market respects him at 3 to 1, tied with the lead now with Shefford. The lack of respect for a guy like Aaron Wise, who's actually won on tour before, is kind of befuddling to me. The only thing is, and you brought it up, and it's a great point, I could have had him at 100 to 1. Yeah. And now I'd get him at 14 to 1. So do I eschew the number that I couldn't have gotten and realize there's a reason why I was going to play him at 100 to 1 because I like his chances of potentially pulling the upside, right?
5: That's where I get myself in the trouble because then I'll just up my bet size. Like, not that I'm <laughs> going to try to chase it and get right. get paid out 100 to 1, what I would have bet, but I would be probably putting more on it so that it didn't feel like I lost 90, uh, in a sense, 90 90 units here. We'll just call it units.
4: And, you know, it's funny. We mentioned Rory, too, and you and I were talking off air uh, before we came back to begin this segment. And the problem with Rory, he does have a gambler's feel to it. He chases, right? So when Rory starts to go south, I got to get it back. I got to get it back. Like, Rory is one of those – he's so streaky that when he's streaky hot, it is – some of the most entertaining golf and pedal to the metal, and he's going for everything. Conversely, the inverse is true with Rory, and right now he feels like he's chasing bad numbers, if you will. Well, I guess we'll look at it, right? And it,
5: I've been there, I've yep. been there plenty. But so he's, so he's he's through the front nine. He's still got nine holes to go. He's plus three, four the round today. But the fact that he maybe he's, I mean, they all aware of the leaderboard, and he's seeing the leaders coming back to him. I don't know, does
4: maybe that impact to say I don't need a chase or does it piss him off even more? You know, saying like, I should have been, I, should be, I, should I should be up, up there right at the top, but I was, yeah. The mentality of it in an individual sport is so hard to quantify. Uh, so we'll find out what's going on. Bucket Hat, by the way, just hit a shot that he's not going to like because it's going to come right back to his feet. And yep, uh, I'm talking about Joel Damon, and there it goes all the way back. Joel Damon, by the way, is only two off the lead, but right now it looks like a car wreck is in progress. I want to get back to the NFL talk with you if I could, because I got to pick your brain. And we talked a little bit about the Cowboys. Now we think that both of us agree that the Eagles are the right play in the NFC East right now. It's about two to one to win these. You got them in a much better number at three to one, but specifically in the Cowboys, we're hearing Mike McCarthy who, Oh, by the way, the Cowboys got fined for uh, practicing too hard. They were too physical. I'm old. And I know a lot of former players in Washington, DC that I've known through the decades they would be scoffing at the This is an actual fine by the league. You're practicing too hard, James. I felt like this team was a little soft at times, and they needed to get 49er tough when they got punched in the mouth by the Niners. Yeah. A physical football team, right? Now we're hearing that Mike McCarthy wants to utilize Dak and his legs a little bit more and run him a little bit more, which seems to me, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I get it. You want to be more physical and use the run game more, but is this the best use of number four?
5: Not, not when, and you. I know you call it America's team, and Jerry Jones have been saying that for 30-plus years it. since he bought the team, and it was called that prior to. <laughs> it was. I've always looked at that Tom star. Tom Landry. I've always looked at the star on the helmet as a target because you want to pump yourself up as a franchise as America's team. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got 30, 31 other teams that want to take that star no doubt. and uh, spin it somewhere else <laughs> and, and because it is a target, right? Everybody gets up. Nobody. Get, there's no one for decades that plays the Cowboys, and it's a letdown spot. No. Maybe outside of the, when they went 1-15 and 15 back in, what, 88, 89, whenever that was, yep. when the whole transition was going on from Landry they and the, and the, the ownership and all of that. Yeah, so the, because of that, they're going to play the first-place schedule. The expectations are mm. always set so high for said America's team. that I, I just think for, for – and there's a lot of transition going on with this team. There just is. think about the offensive line. This is not the same offensive line that we were accustomed to seeing back when it, when Zeke Elliott was getting fed and they were just running people over. Well, it's a, there's some transition there obviously, on at the receiver position. And maybe that's why they feel like they need to run Prescott more because there's definitely a change at the receiver spot. Mario Cooper. Cooper. I mean, CeeDee Lamb now is going to bump up to the three receiver. That's right. Right. We, we, who knows if Gal? I, I can't imagine Gallup even comes back and plays this year. If he does, it's going to be at the latter part. Well, I mean, he had ACL surgery in, in are, March. I think count, it was in March. They're
4: counting on him mid, mid-season. Yeah, It's a lot to count that's on. That's hard
5: because yep. he, you need your wheels, right? And yep. he had a flat tire. You had to go get that way. We were, we were talking earlier about the NBA – and the fact that Murray, for the Denver Nuggets, full did not year. come back. He's right. going to have a full year and a half. Not that it's in Heroes it Gallup, but I just because it was so late, I don't know what kind of impact he's going to have. Does he? Do they rush him back, and he's clearly not ready to go at full speed? Mm. He's a speed guy. He needs his wheels under him, so that's going to be a transition. Not only at the receiver position, the offensive line, they're going to have to be more physical up front running the football because the passing game is definitely going to be regressed.
4: I'm seeing 10 and a half, 10s in some spots out here, in Sin City for the Cowboys in their win total. And it feels like it's too cheap, right? It's a little bit short. I, I like that number. But with all the things we just outlined, you know, Mark Cooper, they, they gave him away for a six-round pick because they didn't want to pay him the $20 million guaranteed over this year, next year. And I understand that. If you feel like he's kind of the, the production doesn't match, match the price tag, I'm, I'm fine with that. But how do you replace him? So you're going to have CD Lamb, Michael Gallup coming off injury. Dak Prescott, who has not been really healthy, let's be honest, the last couple of years here, right? So you had the injury that in the in the uh, New England game that really kind of Cooper Rush had to get some playing time. Those sort of things. Are uh, the Cowboys a team you can count on from a betting perspective to go over that number of ten and get to eleven? I like that you get the extra game now with seventeen games, but past that, yeah. I, the, the division is getting better. It's not great. Washington's right. not great, but they are better. New York is not great, but they got better in the draft. The Eagles clearly got better. With the AJ Brown trade and a, what we believe on paper looks like a really good draft for a team that already won nine wins a year ago. Well, look at the first, look, just look at the first part of their schedule. It, this
5: is rough. Tampa I mean, Bay. yeah, they get the, they they're going to host Tampa Bay. It's going to be Sunday night football, uh, so they will be at home. Yep. But they're hosting Tampa Bay. Then they host Cincinnati. So you're playing two. Super Bowl caliber type team. We saw that with Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay there two years ago. Then you're going to go on the road to the Giants. You're playing divisional games on the road to the Giants, back home for Washington. So, yes, they get to play three out of the first four at home, but then you're going to follow that up with games at the Rams, Super Bowl champion, Mm -hmm. and then at Philadelphia on Sunday night. That is a – those first, what, six games right there, if this team doesn't come out of that three and three – Whereas this could be easily spiral and be a really tough season for the Dallas Cowboys, which I think it will be.
4: And I agree. And again, I've, I've told this people in other places across this network, uh, even as a Cowboy fan, this, this is not a team I'm getting behind right away. No. And I got to see how this is going to play out the first couple of weeks. And Mike McCarthy's on the hot seat, and mm-hmm. we all know that. If this thing goes off the rails early, there could be big changes coming in Big D. And I don't think that's going to help the football team. Certainly not not getting off the good foot if they don't and they lose Week One to Tampa Bay. That would be interesting. We'll talk a little bit more NFL too when we come back. But again, the U.S. Open is something we're keeping an eye on. And with the numbers coming down, which we predicted with the weather, I feel like we're like Willard Scott in here today. But I love it because it's actually affecting the golf and it's affecting the live numbers. We'll update that market as well. And maybe Rory McIlroy not dead yet. We'll discuss. Come back with us. I'm Beeson, the sports betting.
6: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would
0: win a one-on-one, Yeah, I, Yeah, because you gotta think, Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's
2: gonna guard. He's going to exactly. guard,
0: like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard, and then on I'm top not of that.
6: like that, see
2: that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying, tears, crying. Tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then he's going to withdraw about winning.
0: Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college, because he didn't it? Ain't <laughs>
4: It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. Your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please can responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside James Salinas. James, this three hours is absolutely flying it by. sure did. Yeah. And I look up, and we have a new leader at the United States Open. Remember, kids, last we spoke, Scotty Scheffler had the two-shot lead yeah. outright. Scotty Scheffler, since making that eagle, he's had a double bogey. And now a bogey in the card. He's back to three under par, one off the lead of Will Zalatoris, Willie Z, who has never won, not only a major, he's never won on the PGA Tour. But he just seems to show up for the big tournaments, the majors, tied for second at Augusta, had another good run at the PGA, loses in a playoff. This guy is around, sniffing those leaderboards at majors. So it feels like a matter of time. Can the kids sleep with the lead? Well, could, ne- could you ne- could he, at twenty something going to bed with the yeah. lead and the betting favorite to win the United States Open? I mean, never's a long time.
5: Yeah, right. So he hasn't been there. But all the guys that uh, everybody that we've mentioned today, right, and how stacked that leaderboard was going into round three, and the champions that were in there, major champions that it, that were on that list today, they all had to win their first one at some point. That's right. Right. So they didn't weren't just anointed having one coming in. They've done it before. Great point. Sometime it happened. Is this now for Zalatoris? Now we've lost, now the number. Now we're chasing numbers again. I'm back to chasing again. Now it's $3. So Ooh. now Zalatoris on MGM here is the, he's the smallest favorite. Scheffler has dropped to 350. dollars still sitting at $4. McElroy's been hanging around between between 10 to 12. Right now, currently at MGM, he's at 10. Morikawa is at at 10. Although we did not, he has not looked good on the greens today whatsoever.
4: No, he hasn't. And again, to think that Colin Morikawa, a two-time major champion, and somebody that Jeff Parles, who's going to be coming up at the top of the hour, he's got some action on, is having a disastrous day. He's only two back. Yeah. Like that's the thing. A lot of this got Rory having a terrible day. To think thinking you still get double digits on Rory. He's only three back, and he's three back. No offense to, to Willis Torres. he's three back of a kid who has not been able to close. Very close. He's been very close, but he hasn't done it yet. And to your point of, until you do it for the first time, it ain't the first time yet, so it hasn't happened yet for Willie Z. Maybe tomorrow will be the day, mm-hmm. but with all these guys, and again, 10-1, to 11-1 on Rory McIlroy, if I were to hop in now, midway through his round here in round three, that would be the, the player I would identify you're almost getting the pre-fop tournament numbers, right? Mm-hmm. At Rory, who was the smaller, about twelve to one, I believe it was, uh, before play began on Thursday. To get him almost eleven to one, to me, I take my shot at that. At well,
5: that stage. and Zalatoris from San Francisco, Northern California kid, windy, cold, didn't bother him. Yeah, right. So he's been there. He's he's the weather tomorrow. We've talked about that plenty. Mm-hmm. Is going to have an impact, and for somebody like Zalatoris, who not going to bother him whatsoever. Probably, if anything, it will, what is going to bother him? Like you said, from the, over the t- the twelve plus hours that he's going to have, wherever he sits on this, this leaderboard at the end of the day. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah, I always find that to be so interesting. Like, if you were out with Willie Z tonight in his in his entourage, do you just watch a movie? Do you do anything yes. else but talk golf? Like you know what I mean? Like just like get away, decompress, because you know tomorrow is going to be the most yeah. important day of your young professional life.
5: Yeah, I guess that's the challenge, right? Is how do you, and what can he learn from previous history Mm -hmm. where he's come up just short? And some guys are superstitious. Some guys aren't. I'm not a superstitious guy. So it's, well, there's certain things that I, I do change. each and every time that I want to, before I a, as a sports better. Yeah, there's certain things. I don't, I have no idea. I can't remember that far back. So it doesn't matter to me. But other guys are yeah. very superstitious. Don't know enough about Willie Z to say one way or the
4: other. Wake Forest kid, he's standing in the 18th tee right now. So he's got a one-shot lead over the rest of the field at the United States Open. My advice would be go bowling. Like, just go do something. I'll go go watch Top Gun Maverick. I don't know. Whatever you want to do to take your mind off Damn. the pressure that will come no matter what tomorrow morning when you wake up as potentially the leader as he is leading right now as he plays his 18th hole at the United States Open. Let's get back to game two tonight because you are a Colorado guy, yeah. and yet with the Avs up one nothing, you still think Tampa is a, a a play that is worth playing here as we move on to game two. I'm with you. And again, I hopped in after their game one loss at plus 220. Now I see behind me, plus 250. Double dog daring me to re-up, if yeah, you
5: will. A, a play in numbers, right? We bet teams, we bet numbers. Sometimes it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. And you have a, a team that's going for the three-peat here, which is so rare in any sport to have happen. And I think the Lightning, in a sense, they're – We've talked about it. They're not going to panic here. They've they lost the first game to Toronto in the opening series. They lost the first two games at New York mm-hmm. in the conference champion championship. But this is a different team here too. I think the urgency will be there. For this team, for for the for Tampa Bay in this matchup with the Avs. that wasn't there. Not only in Game One, especially for the first 20 minutes, right. not prepared for that speed, but maybe the and really didn't see that urgency. That's kind of what was interesting about the the last series against the Rangers for Tampa Bay, right? They they've had a long layoff prior to that Game 1 in New York, and you could see it. You could see they just were slow-footed. It just wasn't there. Right. I thought the urgency would come back for Game 2. We didn't see that for Tampa in Game 2 against the Rangers. They know this is a totally different matchup, a far better team. It's the toughest team they've played throughout the, the duration of the playoffs here. They can learn from kind of that lack of energy and urgency in that Game 2 matchup in New York against the Rangers, which they ended up losing. I think they learned from that. They understand this is a totally different opponent here. And we're playing for an opportunity to to do some history here for Tampa Bay, winning three in a row. I think the urgency is there. I like Tampa tonight, it's sitting at plus 135, but I like this number better here, plus 250. I think I'm going to, before I skate out of here and go with the watch party that I'm going to be hanging with tonight, I'm going to have to take that 250, not only for the team, but also the price. It's just a big price to take.
4: And again, even though I'm already invested at plus 220, I am going to hop in a little bit more on plus Mm -hmm. 250. Everything you just said, I totally concur with. And again, John Cooper, uh, to me, is just one of the more understated great Mm -hmm. head coaches in any sport in North America. And I don't know that he gets enough due. And I would expect their best effort, a better Andre Vasilevsky tonight. And I don't think that you can underestimate they have the advantage in coaching and they have the advantage in goaltending. Definitely. And I'm gonna, you're going to give me plus 250 in a series where home ice has not been broken yet? I'm going to take my chances with that number. And they've had more time off. So a
5: few more days for this to sink in especially how they played in that the first 20 minutes Mm -hmm. of this contest, where, all right, that sometimes that's a better motivator, too. You've had plenty of film. You've been talked to plenty. You talked about Coach Cooper. He knows the pulse of his team. Loved his comments after game one, basically saying the Avs were the better team. They deserve to win. That's That's it. No excuses? No excuses. You can read between the lines with that. Gentlemen, we need to pick this up. We have to learn from our lesson where we lost the first two games against the Rangers. That's a big hole to dig ourselves here. It's a totally different matchup against the Azs, which is a far better team.
4: And that's why we are expecting, certainly from a Tampa Bay betting perspective, a better effort today in game two, even though they did go to overtime with that great rally in the second period. Very quickly, we mentioned, again, this is why we do this, what we do, and when we do it, because it's timely in the live betting market. We told you you could have got Rory McIlroy double digits. Not anymore. Guess who just made a birdie? Mm. And right now, Rory McElroy with that birdie is now at two under par, and he's only two off the lead here. Mm. So, just like that, boom, you can't get 10 to one. And you know what you can get now? You get Roars at about plus 550. Yeah, I see him at $6
5: here at MGM. Zalatoris has dropped to $4, where he was $3 previously before we started this conversation. But, well, and we'll see. We still have plenty more holes to get to, but thinking about and your your mention about Rory and chasing chasing and
4: you know what he gave me though James that got me excited he gave me he gave me a little fist pump on that birdie like I'm back in well, it. Well you know he's
5: and, and you've talked about kind of his temperament right he is he's, that roller coaster hot. guy and it's almost like it's it's you know he's a seasoned pro. And it's like in honor of the world series of poker which is here in town right awesome. now. I got some friends that are playing over there throughout the weekend uh obviously smaller smaller tournaments but you know you got to be able to handle the swings. Mm-hmm and that's just like trying to be a professional poker player. Same thing here with with golf. And I think for Rory, somebody who's used to handling that, he's going to need to manage his get. Don't get too high. Don't get too
4: low. But that's how he plays. So he needs right. to be himself, right? It's it's absolutely fascinating the, the live betting market as it continues to to move. Even Aaron Wise, who just made a bogey. If you wanted to back a younger player like an Aaron Wise, who just went off the lead, you give it twenty two to one. Now, again, it, the numbers are telling you, the betting market's telling you, he's two off the lead now at 200 par. Willie's Z outright leader at 400 par. But Willie just hit the hospitality yeah. 10 on 18. So he might not sleep with that lead on after that's, all. So maybe right. that's a good thing it is absolutely crazy it's going to be a wild fourth round uh, as certainly it's been crazy so far in this third round james really appreciate you coming in a lot of fun for the last three hours absolutely pleasure to be here my friend it's great having james here in studio i want to thank andrew mckinnis i want to thank rex Haggard and mike ferrano for joining us as well jeff paul has got you covered at the top of the hour thanks for watching the sports betting network
3: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere,